Welcome back. Arachnoclap. No. Welcome back to Any Given Thursday. Um, I am your co-host, Max. David with me, as always. And today, what we're going to do for you, um, our winter break is finally over. Um, finally. So our task is to update you on the Europa League and the Conference League teams ahead of the upcoming uh, first legs of the playoff round in both competitions um, coming next week, how time flies. Yeah. Um, our in-game, our day of coverage will be back after long last. Um, so yeah, today we're going to update you on ins and outs of the January transfer window, loans, permanent signings, free signings, anything that seems important that you might have missed that will change, you know, your um, perception or understanding of how the teams are going to operate in the rest of the competition. Um, and maybe if you're a gambler, um, could be crucial. PSV, for instance, uh, is a big loser of the window in terms yeah. of immediate success, mm-hmm. even though we've been high on them. So that sort of thing. Um, Might also give some of our opinions on the transfers, specifically some of the outs, you know, whether we think they'll work if they're new club, if they're taking a big step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as some of the on-field and off-the-field going-ons at the clubs, because a lot has happened. I mean, the Premier League's happened. been back for over a month at this point. Uh, some of the leagues haven't even started. So, you know, everyone's kind of in a different spot, and we'll try to hit on as much as we can. Should we start with... Yeah, David just said David's put a lot of hard effort, blood, sweat, and tears into yeah. this. Um, so everybody should reach out to him on socials and tell him it, he, uh, it is good that he tried hard. Yeah, I am quite the tryhard. Yes, yeah. how I end up in law school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much to my own chagrin. Yeah, but anyway, should we start with the sounds Europa... like a big fat pat on the back. Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up in law school. And why with the Europa League? Oh, yes. I'm better than you, Max. Well, not but me, we knew just this. you, the general. No. I don't know general. who our listeners are. They might be better than me. Yeah. But What's up, Leon? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's start yeah. with uh, start with people in the Europa League. Yeah, let's start with just go over some of the teams that have buys. Remind you that they still exist, even though we won't be covering them on our preview episode. Until the proper round of 16 begins. Yes, yeah. So they won't really be talked about for the next couple of weeks. So might as well give them their time to shine before we get into the nitty gritty. And Ferenc Varos over in Hungary, they are still top of the league, as I think everybody they usually are expected. That yeah. didn't change. But what did change is that they lost Isa Laduni, who starred for Morocco. At the World Cup, he was one of the big breakout stars. He got a move to Union Berlin for over two and a half million euros. That's like a good chunk for a team for a team like Ferenc Baros. Mm-hmm. And they went out and they made some signings to replace him, but not in the midfield. They brought in Abena from Slovan Bratislava, who I know you liked during the group stage. They brought in Wusu from Karbag, who we just had our uh club spotlight about and we talked about how he's you know, really creative good mover but sometimes lacks some finishing so we'll see if that works out for them i'm not super optimistic about his chances in hungary mm-hmm. and then finally they brought in nikolai baden frederickson from vitessa on loan who i've never seen him play so never heard of him yeah no i haven't heard a lot of these people so <laughs> yes yeah a lot um, of these uh, especially from the clubs outside the big six you know they're signing young promising players or guys from even smaller teams in their home league so they're not going to be people that we laduni is definitely the biggest takeaway here Mm -hmm. um be interesting to see him in a legitimate title race in germany right now yeah kind of wild i'm excited when we get to talk about union berlin Mm -hmm. a little later on we'll get there but let's go to a different union Mm. so saint jill was um killing it in in belgium right now 
think just a few points off top. Yeah. Again, gank in, in top spot. You know how long their current unbeaten run is at? Long. 17 games. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, and then reminder, they don't even, in Belgium, they don't even have to track down in top spot. Mm-hmm. You just have to be within a shout and then, you know, the points are halved, the, right? The last go around. Yeah, the points are halved in the last go around. They'll play gank and whoever else is up there in the top four with them. And they'll have, you know, two shots at head to head with gank and anything. And that's how they got beaten to the title last year by Bruga. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be harder without one of their top goal scorers, Dante Bonzier, who's joining New York Red Bulls Yeah, over kind of near us, but still pretty big, far away because huge they play loss. like an hour outside of New York. Yeah, it's a huge loss. He's a really good player. We talked about him in the spotlight. We did yeah. on them, too. Him and Undav were yeah. like world beaters. And then Bonzier stayed this year. He's their leading goal scorer um, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what's interesting, though, is that they're they're such a you know their connection with Brighton they're such a machine at like replace it's it's like exactly how Brighton does it you know with you know Caicedo replacing Basuma and mm-hmm. Estupinian replacing Kukurea they do this seamlessly um Michima, you know uh they just like replace guys super easily but you know on taken down like a large level yeah um and yeah it's, it seems like they brought somebody in maybe he's that person yeah, he got off to a good start. He picked up two assists in his debut. We're talking about Jorby Vertessen, who was only 22 and wasn't getting a ton of time at PSV. So he moves mm-hmm. over not that far to Belgium and seems to be hitting his stride right off the bat. So if he can step in and be a contributor, I don't yeah. see Interesting them dropping off. Interesting, only got $5 million for Vanzier. I thought they'd mm-hmm. maybe get a little I think he was that, but... running out of contract oh, soon. Okay. I think he only had a year and a half left. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just the business model, I guess. So mm-hmm. we'll see We'll see if how that yeah. affects them in the league. I do also wonder because they'll probably have to make a permanent signing in the summer. I don't know if uh, the Yorbe guy, if he mm-hmm. has uh, an option, option yeah. on there. I couldn't find anything about that. So we'll see what they do long term. But mm-hmm. yeah, Nord, they didn't really do a lot in the transfer window. They brought in a center back from Groningen, Kassin Weirjo. Weirjo. I don't mm-hmm. know how to say his name because I haven't watched Groningen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big news I think around them is that. Arna Slot is the odds-on favorite right now for the open leads job, mm. which would be a huge it's, loss for them. Be, He's the manager. That's interesting. Corbeon or whatever, right? It's not mm-hmm. re-signed with West Brom. Yeah. So, you know, they're still obviously top of the Eredivisie, but they have drawn three of the last four, so maybe things are a little troubling behind the scenes if Slot is thinking about moving over to the Premier League. If you haven't checked out the Eredivisie table recently, do yourself a favor and go see what the top five looks like. It's yeah. the wildest thing. Yeah, and um, Do it quick because Ajax are only three points back and they could jump back up the first pretty Yeah, soon. it would be pretty cool to break Ajax's streak. They, you know, they've already gotten through a manager. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, Let's jump all the way over to Turkey where Fenerbahce, they brought in... This is, I think, this could be one of the best signings of the transfer window, at least for Turkish teams. Uh, Jaden Oosterwold from Parma. He's a left back. They got him for six million. He was great for Parma. One of the shining stars, in my opinion, in Serie B. I think there's a ton of potential there, and I think this could be a player that they end up reselling for like twenty-four to thirty million in a year and a half, to, two years. Interesting time. to go to Turkey instead of like, you know, he seems like a prime like League One player yeah. instead. Um, yeah, like you know, going to France or, or something. Yeah. yeah. But I do wonder if maybe he thought. 
that he wasn't quite ready for that kind of jump and didn't want to get into a lot of the bottom French teams, you know, with the contracting of Liga or maybe mm-hmm. too big of a change point where they might be dropping down the league Deux and have trouble getting out. And if he wants to play top division, Fenerbahce are a good place to go. Uh, they also brought in another center back from Demir Spor, so clearly focused on defense. I think for them, that's, you know, trying to show up the back line, which would be really important in tournament play in the uh, Europa League. And then good. their big out uh, wasn't really that big, but I put on here because it's weird. So Bruma signed on loan for mm-hmm. them, right? And he wasn't eligible to play for like two months. And then he, Fenerbahce had to activate their buy clause, which was like 2.4 million, and then immediately loaned him out on a dry loan to Braga. Weird. I know. I really don't understand what's going on there or yeah. what all is happening, but maybe they hate him as a yeah. person. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But if he's going to Braga, if Braga wouldn't loan him in, they clearly still see talent in him. So it's just yeah. a confusing situation. Uh, I mean, he's Braga. 28 at this point. So yeah. It's, it's not much of an asset, really. Yeah. Um, they have picked up form, but they're still way off of Fenerbahce at mm-hmm. the top of the table. What are they were? Yeah. There was a point where Fenerbahce had like a huge like win streak or unbeaten mm-hmm. run so yeah i didn't actually know that they were behind the galatasaray now yeah galatasaray are having a great season because uh-huh. they could just ignore all the financial rules and spend a ton mm-hmm. of money since they're not in europe at all mm-hmm. and that's how they've been able to get in a lot of these really big name players like one that we'll talk about later in the podcast Ooh, foreshadowing mm-hmm. yeah, betis mm-hmm. um yeah betis betis have fallen a little bit off the pace here on their top four journey um because it's competitive up there in la liga they're still sort of in the mix i don't yeah. know exactly how many points off fourth there are but um but like fourth to seventh is all the top three seem pretty much decided at this point mm-hmm. and fourth to seventh is all sort of to play for between uh what betis atletico who i think hold that spot now but not by much bilbao um athletic club that is and uh Biriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really tight race. They're currently in seventh, so they've definitely slipped a bit yeah. and are kind of the the caboose of the European train over there in Spain. But only one win in four, they have to turn that ship around pretty quickly mm-hmm. or turn the train around. I should have stuck with the metaphor. Yeah, did they do anything to, uh, to, yeah. to confirm that? Well, I don't know if it's going to confirm it because they sold Alex Moreno, who was a key piece yeah. for them. One of the, I think, one of the faces of the club. Like you think Betis, yeah, I feel good. like. Moreno is one of the guys that popped in your into your mind. They sold him to Aston Villa for 13 and a half. But then they picked up some kid out of Brazil, Abner, mm-hmm. 22, only mm-hmm. paid 7 million for him. Half so the value, yeah. Half the price, maybe yeah. half the player, we'll or see. maybe twice the player. We'll see. We don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, they also got Ayosi Perez on loan, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be much more than just additional depth up top. I don't see him having a particularly great spell there just yeah, we'll see Not maybe getting a, getting a few more minutes than he was getting at Leicester but I think it's more of a depth piece in case Joaquin needs a break at yeah. 45 <laughs> right. and then uh the other team in Spain Sociedad they didn't do anything important they don't really need to no I think they Riazza have ball yeah I mean they've been coming missing, back from injury yeah so they've been missing like him and uh what's his name Undoc mm-hmm. or whatever who's probably yeah. out for the year honestly yeah I think it was yeah that's right yeah you just combined both uh, his names. yeah I did uh, um yeah so but they're in third by a decent chunk right now they're yeah. flying they look really good yeah five points clear um, of seven yeah champions league for this team would be really fun to see i think seven points clear of fifth 
Sorry, that's what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put you put his name together. Yeah, I have my number yeah. switched. Yeah, they look pretty like a pretty strong bet for a Champions League spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, their form, the odd test checks out too. Yeah, they look great. Uh, definitely a team that. I mean, we saw thoughts so of in the group stage too when they mm-hmm. played against United, another big team. So definitely a team that could make a run mm-hmm. in this with the history of Spanish clubs in Europe as well. Freiburg, mm-hmm. their big move was to lose Kevin Shada, who I I think this won't hurt them much this year, but he's mm-hmm. really talented, really prospect. talented prospect. Just, you know, if Brentford's going in for him, that he's promising. Yeah, um, but he wasn't really playing much mm-hmm. for them this year, so I don't think for our coverage it's going to make a ton of difference. But you know, I hope that there's sell-on clause percentages and yeah. Well, they're going to get it like bonuses. twenty million for him, so yeah, it's a good fee. I don't remember the exact excuse me number but it's somewhere around there yeah the Um, loan itself i think was five million so mm -hmm. if it's an option it's basically an obligation at that point no it is yeah yeah i think it is an obligation it's yeah um from someone who watches brentford a lot though it should be it's fun for me yeah um i wonder i wonder how he's going to slot into that also relevant to the podcast brentford is in a european spot right now Ooh, maybe we will be talking about kevin shot in next year yeah no seventh yeah so technically (laughs) In the conference league spot, it probably won't last till the end of the season, but you never know. It'd be really fun um, to see them playing in Europe. It would, yeah, it'd be much uh, better than like Chelsea in, oh, in the conference league. Yeah. Dot with all of those players dominating is so annoying. Or getting uh, eliminated in the groups, you never. Oh, uh, you never know. You never know when you're pull a Spurs, yeah, and not even play your last game. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the Premier League, let's focus on Freiburg, who were in a title race for a bit there, but since the restart in the Bundesliga, it has not been going as well for them. I think they were a lot of people's pick to kind of fall off a bit in the Bundesliga in the second half, just because they don't have a ton of depth. They're a relatively young team. They don't have a lot of experience fighting for European mm-hmm. places outside of last year. And they got off to a decent start with the win against Augsburg. They had a then a thr- thrashing by Wolfsburg, 6 nothing. Mm-hmm. right? That was bad. That's weird. They drew with Frankfurt at home, and you're like, okay, that's fine, but it's not great. And they got, yeah, Frankfurt's good, but it's at home, you know, team Mm -hmm. you're competing against, you'd want the win, Mm -hmm. right? Then they got smacked by Dortmund, who seemed revitalized. Now, the thing with that, though, is that they got picked up a red in the first half, yeah. So, and then, and you know, they made it to half 1 1 and then conceded a bunch of goals in the second half, which sucks, but like, uh, you know, it was a little bit of an anomaly, I think. I think the Wolfsburg one is the one that concerns me the most, yeah, yeah, but uh, anyway, I mean, there's still two points off fourth, Mm -hmm. um. You know, but this is has... 15 to play, like they're they're still probably, I would guess, be in a Europa League spot mm-hmm. at the worst. Um, yeah. although you never know, so in Germany, like teams can go on a run, like, <laughs> like it's insane. Like, yeah. at one point this year, I mean, Leverkusen was in like the bottom three, and then they won like 18 million in a row. Mm-hmm. Wolfsburg has both won 18 million in a row and lost 18 million in a row. Hoffenheim as well, Hoffenheim, yeah, Hoffenheim are like down to 14th, they're in like fifth yeah. a second ago. I have no idea what to do with, yeah. the, with Honestly, the German league. Right, you now. might as well not check the German table until like yeah. three games before the end of the season yeah. at this point. Bayern's just... only six points clear of Freiburg and sixth right now mm-hmm. at the top. So like, it's, it's kind of a wild race. Yeah. But I think anyway, that's enough. One of that. the concerns about Freiburg though, is that yeah. this is now like the third or fourth year in a row where they will beat all the teams that they're better than and are supposed to beat, which is what you have to do. But then when they play big teams, they really struggle. I don't know if that's necessarily true last year. I feel like they had some like good results. true last year outside of. They beat Union's recently yeah. too. But this uh, has been, I think it's been kind of a, 
borderline historic precedent for them that they just are not picking up the points against big clubs at the same rate that other teams fighting for Europe are. I guess. Better than and, getting relegated like they used oh, to. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is still uh, a place that yeah. they are dream. This yeah, is you're dream splitting hairs on right thing. now. Yeah. Yeah. But that just has to be concerned about later on in this competition, yeah, the maybe. Europa League, when they're playing big teams. Right? Yeah, so, we'll see. Um, speaking of big teams, possibly the not, definitely not the biggest club in the tournament at all. Not even close, no. honestly. Which is kind of crazy to think about, but it's Arsenal is who we're talking about. Yeah, they had a relatively busy transfer window. They brought they're doing okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they stay top of the Premier League. What are they? Six points now. Clear? Five, Five. With the game in hand on City. Yeah. So and they do play City twice though. Coming so up soon, as Max yeah. keeps reminding me when I say it's done, it's over. Just give them the title. Max keeps reminding me that they do play. No, City I've twice. accepted they're going to win the title. <laughs> uh, they definitely picked off where they left picked up where they left off when they came back, right? They've been just as yeah. good. They finally lost a game to Everton over the weekend. Yeah, that was... They got diced. Yeah. Which, you know, you can't read too much into it. First dice game, you, know, you you never fuck with it. You know what I will read into, though? What? Is that Jorginho doesn't fit with this team. I don't think that's true. I don't like Jorginho on this team. I don't think... I think I think the, the consensus... I mean, they got him for, like, not very much. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a starter, but I also think, like, he weirdly fits with the Arteta... You know, a little bit of like game management. Not uh he doesn't have to do it. I mean, he's not going to be asked to do anything progressive, really. He's just yeah. sort of he's literally like the holder of the midfield. You know, mm-hmm. basically they he they brought in somebody who can do Partey's role on the ball in case Partey gets imprisoned for rape, which he probably should. <laughs> which he probably should. But uh, we don't know all the details except what is publicly available <laughs> and have formed opinions on. <laughs> but anyway, we're not. Yeah. We're not barristers in england so. anyway they brought Jorginho in it's like i don't think it's not i mean they didn't, it's not a lot of risk i don't feel like he's like you know he's a classic like he's a vet glue guy for I, a young team in title contention he's won trophies like i don't think it's that big of a deal i i know he was like really frustrating the last year or two on chelsea but that was such a chaotic situation that i'm like i'm not like the biggest Jorginho fan either but i think this is a totally reasonable thing for arsenal to do um for cover in their midfield yeah for the price i don't think it's a bad purchase i just don't really like how slow he can make the game at times and personally i'm not a fan of his i know you hate which him. is you have a there's some personal issues going you have a vendetta there. i don't want him taking my penalties but oh god uh but yeah anyway enough about him yeah they brought in two other pretty big signings first one jakob kiwior from spezia exciting prospects yeah i loved i thought he was the best player on although Poland. i say prospect he's actually older than one of their starting center backs saliba yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's like a year older than saliba or six months or something mm-hmm. i think he and saliba could pair really really well together too yeah but hard to lose gabriel too those guys yeah. have been had such a great season probably best defensive pairing in the premier league yeah. so far which is frustrating but i mean this is just if he's your third center back i think that's a good yeah. move I, an I argument could be made for, for uh newcastle also there uh, yeah yeah. Um, Botman and what's his name? Oh, Botman's so good. What's the What's the other guy's name? This is Danish, whatever. Uh, uh, the Swiss guy. Uh, Broiler? No, definitely not Broiler. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was on Forest. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, I'm done talking. Yeah, but Kiwior was great. I thought he was. I thought he was Poland's best player at the World Cup, which, uh, definitely not their most talented player. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Lewandowski barely got the ball. So Char. Oh yeah, Shar's pretty good. Baby and Shar. Yeah, Shar's yeah. really picked it up this year. Yeah, they've had quite they're quite the pairing those two this year. Anyway, um, we won't need to talk about Newcastle in Europe until next year. And then might not be talking about them in our competitions. Hopefully, our competitions. <laughs> um, for the sake of my team. Yeah, 
But QBR, I think he has a great dimension to the defense too. If he is the one who plays in the Europa League, because he's so good with the ball at his feet, he is one of the best left feet I think of any player in a back four. In you ever in seen Europe. his feet? Yeah, they're gorgeous. Takes right. great care of them. So many pedicures. All right. Well, uh, fuck Arsenal. That's the conclusion yeah. I've drawn here. They also brought in Toissard from Brighton. Toissard. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I said Toissard. I said a sudden speech impediment. I said it the French way. Um, good drama Poisson. around his move. <laughs> Lots um, of good drama. Good juicy yeah. stuff. I don't know if I don't know how he fits into this Arsenal team. I mean, but... it's like he's just like a rotation guy. Honestly. Yeah, he's like Spurs bringing in Dan Juma. Okay, like he's not gonna he's not gonna start. And, yeah, except maybe he will. And like if they play a shit team in the round of sixteen. Yeah, I was gonna say he's clearly a good player, but he's fine player, really totally sure. fine player. It's he's interesting. I don't know how he looks player. outside of Brighton system, but like I'm sure, like I don't know. yeah, I'm a little but worried about bringing in Brighton players personally just because brighton themselves seem to know exactly how to use every single piece yeah. to perfection i think, it's di- I think this is different than like a kukurea situation yeah. though because our, i mean arteta has such a specific way of playing that isn't all that i mean it, with similar principles to the yeah it's also brighton not stuff. a yeah. 60 million dollar move yeah. for a youngster it's no. he's 28 year old he's fine depth. 24 yeah. you're not a terrible fee all right i'm tired of talking about ours yeah let's move on <laughs> to red bull salzburg who brought in a couple players they brought in an 18 year old from tel aviv for seven million um haven't seen much of him but oh this is the knockout people in the oh knockout yeah sorry thing. yeah i couldn't i wasn't sure what your notation oh there. the so, kopo yeah yeah, knockout yeah, yeah. Playoffs. yeah 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 the copo the copo yeah so these are the copo the teams salzburg is playing roma roma yeah that'll be a super fun matchup yeah, well, i'm I think. looking forward to that one um so they brought in some 18 year old midfielder from tel aviv who's mm-hmm. you know that i think should be Tel yes, Aviv. Maccabi Tel Aviv. I mean, if Salzburg are paying seven million for someone, Probably you good. might as well yeah. get their jersey now. Yeah, it's going to be a. He's super going fun. to our. He's going to Chelsea in two two and a half years for for seventy million. Yeah, <laughs> or um, Bayern. <laughs> and then they made a, a little 50. little moves at center back. They sold Maximilian Wolber to Leeds for twelve million. Mm. Who I thought he looked really good in the Champions League, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen him play in the league. I don't Is know. Is that the one that tipped over the uh the shit talk between the two clubs because Le- they're saying Leeds just come after all their players, which yeah. is true. Yeah. The, <laughs> between you know Salzburg and, and Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. Leeds love it makes sense because Le- yeah they're like this they wish they were they want to be Red Bull. Yeah that's why Jesse they brought Marsh. Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Or RIP. Yeah. Yeah. We'll miss them. USM and T baby. Yeah. USM and Leeds so twelve million, I think they should have been able to get more out of mm-hmm. a Premier League team for him, but could be a tough loss for them, especially because they loaned out Pietkowski, who's I I thought that was weird just because I was already questioning their center back depth. So loaning out a center back when you sell sell your best one was weird to me. But they brought in Jerome Onguigne from Frankfurt on loan. He hasn't played for Frankfurt much, so I haven't seen him. But yeah, I don't know where is it. Yeah. What's, what's, what kind of name? Onguigne. Yeah, I think he from? was. I don't know where he's from. I mean, he's probably just like German. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure he had EU nationality, which is part of what allows him to move so quickly. Uh, Cameroonian. To... Cameroonian. Okay. Gwene. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw he had an EU flag as well next to him right. on transfer yeah. mark. So also German. Just helps the registration. Yeah. Um, They were, though. So Salzburg obviously dominating the league, but haven't started league play on the uh, return yet, but they were dumped out of their domestic cup. Oh. in the quarterfinals so that's gasp. really embarrassing for them gasp before we jump to roma we should hit some of the other teams from smaller countries i think uh the big one being Shakhtar Donetsk, who 
I don't know. I heard that they sold a player. I don't know. I haven't really been following the news. Sold some kid from their youth academy or something to a Premier League team. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure who that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to be fast. Pretty good with the He's ball. He's not even a kid. He's 22. Yeah. <laughs> He's only been playing at the top level for a year and a half, but they got 70 million for Mikhailo. Is it Mikhailo? Is that how you say his first name? Mudrik. Mudrik, yeah. Mudrik. Sold him to know. Chelsea for 70 million, which is a plus add ons, yeah, probably a ton of money. Um, yeah. obviously, he's been great this year for Shakhtar, a star of the team, putting great performances in their Champions League games. Tons of expectations around him at Chelsea. This is a huge loss for Shakhtar. Uh, they also sold Hete, but not really because he was already out on loan at Lyon. Mm. And then he just recalled oh, him. Oh, that's why I didn't. I was like, he's from, he was from Shakhtar? No idea. Yeah, so Shakhtar owned him no idea. because he left on loan for the mm-hmm. like emergency loan thing. Mm-hmm. And so then he came back and they just loaned him out to Leicester, even though Lyon were like scored in his first appearance for yeah. off the bench. He should be good. Lyon were like desperate to keep him, apparently. Oh, yeah. So fun. that makes me think that he's really going to do well, Leicester. And Seems fun. Need a Leicester, Leicester are so glad just to have any players arrive in the transfer window. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> none, no incomings that really move the needle off the bat. So two kids. Yeah. A couple kids. Uh, Georgian center kid, back. Though. Yeah. That's why yeah. I put him on the list. They brought mm-hmm. in a Georgian right back named. Georgie Gokolishvili, and I am obsessed with all Georgians right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, American Georgians as well. If someone's from a place called Georgia, Georgia. they're going to be great. Georgia. Uh, he came in from Sabratello. For I like that he's from Italy. Georgia and his name is Georgie. I know. That's oh, it's so cute. <laughs> it's the best. Do they do they not have other? <laughs> do they know they don't have to. You have to name, name your, your kid what, America. Name your kid after where he's America. You say that as if like people aren't named people Paris aren't named all America. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But what the fuck is Boston River? Tell me that. What club is Boston? They are in Uruguay. Okay. Yeah. I so he's gonna be great. Yeah. An Uruguayan this, coming uh, into yeah. Kevin Kelsey. Training. Forgive me for not uh for right. not reading Uruguay into that. Yeah. 18-year-old striker they paid a million for him. That's good money for a club called Boston River in Uruguay. Yeah. Be even better money for a club called Boston River in the US. Yeah, I but... know. No, maybe look out for that kid. But yeah, the outgoings are definitely the big deal. We should also let you know that off the field because they haven't done anything on the field yet since the Ukrainian League hasn't started up again. They did lose their appeal against FIFA's emergency transfer rules, so mm-hmm. out 50 million from euros. Year, yeah, from the summer. Yeah, they were claiming 50 million euros of damages for mm-hmm. players leaving whose contracts were uh, paused by FIFA. Yeah, the non-Ukrainian war. players who were allowed to leave the country. Yeah, uh, that appeal was rejected, so they don't get anything from those players leaving. Mm-hmm. And then... Move on to Mitsu. and they play Ren. Oh yes, should be pointed out in Shakhtar. Well, not Shakhtar, but technically Shakhtar. Which you could also say is probably a toss up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that'll be an interesting game. I do wonder. You know, I might have picked Shakhtar before the yeah before Mudrik, but uh, yeah, I still think it's I still think that's tight. I think they can adapt. They, they gave a really great well. performance in, in the Champions League this yeah. year. Too. They seem to be well coached too, which I think can help them adapt to losing a key mm-hmm. player. Um, Michland, another team that we're going to talk about. Playing and, sporting. Yep. They have to go to Portugal for that one first. They also are not back in league play. And I think for them, the big loss here is Evander, who 9.5 million moved to Portland. It's interesting. I'm excited to see that. I think he's going to immediately slot in as one of the best players in the MLS. Very interesting. I think he's they cleaned up talented. pretty good, though, this, this window. Yeah, they made bank. Evander for 9.5. 
Osman Diamonde, who's only 19 for mm-hmm. seven and a half to Sporting. Which means he's awesome. Yeah. Sporting. Also he's going to Sporting. Sporting immediately yeah. they go and play each yeah, other. He probably probably can't play. He probably can't play. Yeah. Against him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Sporting center back pairing right now, tough to break into. Mm-hmm. Um, Anders Dreyer to Anderlecht for 4.2 million. I think they're really happy about that business. They brought in a, a few guys, uh, none that I really knew, except mm-hmm. they signed Emmy Martinez. Yeah, which for a lot less than you think he'd be worth on the market, mm-hmm. five million. Yeah, for a World Cup winning goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. wait, sorry, that's a different. Oh, no. Oh, man. Now, this guy, he was already at Michelin. Uh, they just made it permanent for five million, which I think is also another one where you're like, is this the, that's still a good deal. Is this the Brazilian Red Bull that they got him yeah. from? He's Brazilian, not Argentine. Or maybe yeah. he's Argentine. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. It looks like they tried to fill some of those spaces with some, some cheap buys. We'll see yeah. if that works. Yeah, Probably not. they seem to be doing a good job of making profit on players. Yeah. So I, I mean, again, they're that's them. the same. They're Brentford, and so yeah, they know what they're doing usually. Um, and they have like one of the most sort of uh modern and sort of hipster like academies, mm-hmm. where yeah, that are that it's it's unique. There's articles about it. Go read it. I don't care. Um, let's talk about no, 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 no. They have the unfortunate task of playing an angry juventus yeah <laughs> um that will be difficult they go to turin in for the first game mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. i don't know but they're not in the relegation zone anymore no they've just nice. moved away from that um which you might expect with you know a little time away from europe yeah i do think they struggled a lot at maintaining the balance of europe yeah. lucky for them they won't have to do that for more than two more weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, they brought in a few players, mostly loans and cheap older options. So the big ones are Andy Delort from mm-hmm. Nice, who had been really just awful this Shite. year, just having a shocking season. Uh, but he was the best player last year. Yeah. So maybe Super he could weird. recapture himself somewhere else, yeah. not in Nice. Um, Joao. Joao Victor from Benfica, center back loan. And then Florian Mollet from Schalke, midfielder. 1.5 for an older veteran. Um, yeah, they're just guys that they brought in to kind of, I think, help mm-hmm. them give some some depth and maybe contribute a little bit to the first 11. But they should be a solid mid-table team from here on out, I would expect. Don't um, think we're going to, we're not going to see them for much longer, though. So no. Why don't we move on to Yeah, Ren. let's stay in France with Ren. We're again going to play Shakhtar. Yep. So that'll <laughs> be... Thursday. They've been kind of like a roller coaster since coming back. Win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Um they might be moving out of that top three fight in France. I don't think Had Europe a is really a little there bit of a run of form that wasn't so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're what, in fourth right now. Mm-hmm. I think like they that. are in fourth right now, but no, no, they're in fifth because um, Ma and Mars and Monaco. Yeah. Are this is probably fifth. about the right level for them. They've lost three of five. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, that it, it's part of the, the struggle of being a club like theirs in France when, your you know exciting winger gets poached by Southampton the yeah. team at bottom of the Premier League table when when you know that's the other thing that I when don't... Southampton again 20th in the Premier League is yeah. spending 25 million on one of your best players then but that's the thing is Suleimano wasn't one of their best players right now sure. right I mean obviously I mean, he's 20 so yeah, he's a it's the potential is there for him for sure and they have so many talented wingers that I think for him it's the smart move right yeah. get out from behind guys like uh, Doku on the other yeah. side, and I know Terrier just got hurt, so he's not really in your way anymore. Oh, that's but too bad. yeah, I think the Terrier losses 
what could yeah. do Ren in. But yeah, losing Sulemana is tough though. But it's he a, was going to be is, starting. I mean, it really shows you the gap of like for teams like like, like Ren and Lons who are you know top five in the league and yeah. Lille and where I mean, they are compared to the very bottom of the Premier League is yeah. like kind of startling. I did read um, something so that Ren were shopping Sulemana mm-hmm. like openly kind mm-hmm. of almost pushing him out the door yeah. because there were concerns about his attitude. And obviously I don't know anything that's going on at Ren. Yeah, that's a Ren. lot of money. It's a lot of money for Ren. Um, but Ren are financially totally fine right now, yeah. I think. Um, they only spent $3 million in this window, it looks mm-hmm. like. so. Yeah, and that's bringing in Ibrahim Salah from Ghent, mm-hmm. who, you know, that's a gamble, yeah. right? Like, And I think, but Jed Spence on loan from Tottenham is a is a pretty nice mm-hmm. get for them. He was, you know, he was one of the best players in the championship last year in England. Mm-hmm. Help get him promoted. Hasn't really had a look in from Conte at Spurs yet this year, so I think they made a wise choice sending him somewhere where he's actually going to play. Yeah, and like get some top top flight experience, but also you know European experience here. I think. Yeah, be so, I, I think he'll probably. And he gets play to learn from Hamari Traore, who's Ren's captain and has been a top level center or right back for the last like ten years in Ligue 1. So I think you know. Oh, they brought in Toko Akambi too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, you missed that one, didn't you? <laughs> I think right. that could be a big move for them. Uh-huh. I think he could be a big contributor in the second half of the season. But again, the Terry injury combined with selling Sulemana, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of talent leaving your wings. Leaves them a little short, maybe yeah. in depth. Yeah, whatever. Uh, last team in France to talk about is <laughs> Monaco, who also, they didn't bring anybody in, at least anybody important. I'm sure they brought in some like 15-year-olds to their youth academy. But we don't really follow that. Uh, but going out... Benoit Badiashili, another Chelsea purchase. This only 38 million for him. I think Chelsea gets a good bit of business. I think that's a good bit of business. He's already been playing like a decent amount this month Mm -hmm. and he looks he looks the part already. Yeah. But I thought he'd be more a little bit more of a work in progress in the and like introducing him into the into the defensive line, but he looks like he belongs there already. So yeah. You know, a little bit of better business than spending like 80 million on Fafana, probably, but <laughs> for Chelsea, but or Wesley, that is, since yes. they bought multiple Fafanas in the last six months. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's yeah. like, it's like the two Jay Williams is on the, on the, on the Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Watching the commentators try to call that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, Fafana to Fafana. Yeah. Jay Will then, to Jay Will. Yeah. Uh, Monaco have been playing pretty well since the return. They've moved up to fourth passing Ren. And honestly, I think they're going to pass Mall. I think we're going to get like a really standard Liga Champions League group of PSG, Marseille, Monaco. It seems like that's possible where we're heading. I would put Monaco's heavy favorites over Mall. Just take that third spot. So you have a call it into the. Yeah, if you're putting your bets down, put some money on Monaco right now. They've been playing really well. Ben Yedder and Mbolo are both having great seasons and play off each other so well. Mm -hmm. They're clicking right now. And they have to go to Leverkusen for their first game in the uh, knockout round, and that mm-hmm. could be tough for them, though. Mm-hmm. Sporting That's also really had a uh, who's next up on your list here. Yeah, they also had a uh, an interesting window. Mm-hmm. Um, the headliner being Pedro Porro mm-hmm. getting sold to Spurs. Um, t- I think it's technically a summer buy, and yeah. like a loan, it's a loan, and then a and summer then. buy. Mm-hmm. Something in the something like forty million or forty five. So that much? Yeah, I thought it was like. 20. No, Ren drove it. Way, or sorry, Sporting drove it way up, dude. Oh, good for them. Good uh, business by Sporting. I think it was 40. Finding out in real time. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, It's not going to say. um, Just because it's an option. 
45 wow. euro. Yeah, 40 million pounds. Okay. Whew, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the market. Yeah, he's a good player, um, um, but we'll see. He's already 23. I didn't realize that. Yeah, like, and that's like they're most desperate for that position. Apparently, originally it was in somewhere in the 35 million range that they had agreed to, and then Sporting yeah. was like, no, fuck you, it's 40. Yeah. Sporting's like, all right, fine, 40. And they're like, no, fuck you, it's 45. I'm like, why? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> they almost they made it so difficult on Tottenham to buy, which fair, fair enough, you know. Yeah. You know uh, who they brought in to replace Pedro Porro, though? I do not. Hector Bellerin. Yeah. Barcelona. <laughs> Yeah, right that, was, back. that was a good little business, bit of business right there. Yeah, Bellerin is like a weird player because he's like good enough for this level, but never like seems to be able to settle somewhere. Yeah, like I don't Super know. Super fast though, going to be a really, really yeah, I like Bellerin. Interesting player there. Uh, um, only one million to bring him in from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. It was so a good deal. Desperate deal. to dump salary. Great deal for them. Yeah. Um Also, they brought in Diamond. Yeah, that we like mentioned we leaving Ireland. Uh, we'll see. I don't know how much he's going to play right off the bat, but. Should be a good player in the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in a disappointing fourth right now. Um, and like we said, they play Michelin in the knockout playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ajax, their tr- winter moves were weird. I don't <laughs> like them. I'm personally very against the moves they did. I don't really like paying $8 million for Geronimo Rulli, although... Europa League winning goalkeeper, goalkeeper David. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's going to be the new goalkeeper. I just, you have to be starting him, but over Pasfier, who's thirty nine, yeah, <laughs> but like probably, yeah, you yeah. probably do want to start him. I don't know, maybe you could have gone younger, yeah, for that. I'm sure they have somebody like in the system too, yeah, who someone up and coming. I hope so. I don't really uh, know much about their. I, I know mean, they. I just know they bit, always have yeah. great youth. They're players. in a little bit of a weird spot right now. Ajax, they're in a transition year, pretty yeah. obviously. You know, with Ten Hag leaving and basically half the team being sold mm-hmm. to United or elsewhere. Um, this seems this happens to them every now and then. Um, they sort of trust in their recruitment and their and their uh, and their what's the word academy development, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and their development team. Um, to sort of produce another quality Champions League team in the next couple of years, you'd think. Um, but first they have to get like a coaching hire, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know, also they lost Daily Blind on a free. They basically terminated his contract early. Yeah, which I think it was I mean, just like a salary thing. I think it was a salary thing, and he wanted to move to Bayern, but yeah. I don't think Bayern and them could mm-hmm. really talk about a fair fee because yeah. he's a tough player to find a fee for. Um, because yeah. he's thirty two, never yeah. really been that. But he was like he's such a player, like but... such a rock for them as a club that yeah that I, they'll probably feel that loss. But you know, this year I think it's just about figuring their shit out for the future, mm-hmm. um, which they're good at. So we wouldn't be that worried about them. Yeah, but there is a lot of pressure on their executive, um, Van de Sar, obviously also a club legend. Because they had a little uh, they had a little scandal. They had a little bit of a scandal. They tried to loan in Lucas Ocampos for oh, the that. second half of the season. I was talking about a different oh, thing. Oh, you're talking about, talking this, about a, the a stuff from over the summer. Context yeah. scandal. It wasn't Van de Sar, it was somebody. In, Within the club. Yeah. And, yeah. Who they, Van de Sar and and co are accused of like overlooking it i think yeah but that the point. that man's out right like um, yeah they kicked him out yeah once it became public news they kicked um, him out yeah van der, van der Sar has been under pressure for that and also because ix just haven't been great this year there's been pressure on him but then they try to loan in lucas ocampos to play wing for them mm-hmm. and deal kind of fell short right at the end and van der Sar came out and talked about like oh it's because you know we messed up and we're trying to cut corners 
like you're the executive so obviously <laughs> everybody reacted like poorly to that it's like you can't come out and admit that say we, we were trying to be lazy yeah. <laughs> and cheat i don't understand why he thought that was a good interview to give yeah maybe um, that's the, probably not what exactly what he meant to say yeah <laughs> but um yeah whatever yeah but they are matched up with union berlin could be a they, good one they host them first and then head to germany could be another toss-up yeah that's gonna be a tough that's two interesting clubs i mm-hmm. think for this tournament well you know who had a really busy window PSV had yeah, a their, very busy uh, their neighbors down south. Should we talk about the outs first? Because those are the big ones. They're the big ones. The yeah. big one. Obviously, I think the biggest one is they loaned Philip Max to Frankfurt, the left back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really the big loss. That's all that happened in uh, PSV this winter. But no, the real big moves were Noni Madueke going to Chelsea for $35 million, um, which apparently PSV had promised Noni's dad that they wouldn't sell him in January. <laughs> Awkward. And then Chelsea are like, we'll give you all, all the money. money. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. That's a big bit of money for him. I mean, it's crazy. That's almost as much as the Gakbo transfer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gakbo, as Max alluded to, moved to Liverpool for 42 million. Yeah. He was on the verge of, uh, he was so close to signing with Leeds in August. Can you yeah. that? Poor Leeds. I was no good with that without, maybe it might have saved Marsh's <laughs> job. Definitely would. Although Nonto has been pretty good too. Yeah, he has, but he only came in January. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he always almost you know, United. Yeah, he ended up consulting um, a lot of people in the Netherlands, including national team coach and legend, what's his name, Van Gaal. Oh, yeah. And Van Gaal was like, "You should move in January. You should stay into the World Cup for consistency." Mm-hmm. And it really paid off. I think it earned his club a lot more, a higher fee too. It probably yeah. would have been somewhere in the twenty-five million dollar thirty range, mm-hmm. and boosted it up over forty. Yeah, 42. And he looked great in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. He's a player that coming into this year, I was very concerned about. I know you were. You his were... move to a big league like the Premier League. I'm still not. I inconsistency mean, playing against yeah. some of the bigger teams. He hasn't scored yet for Liverpool, but no. Liverpool are such a mess right now. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you got to give him, I think, for the rest of the season to settle Absolutely. in. It hasn't been a good start for Gakpo, but he's coming yeah. to a bad situation at Liverpool right now. And so I, I agree with you. we got to hold off before yeah. we write this off. It hasn't been good for anybody. Field. Like, yeah. Even Mo Salah hasn't been that good. Mo Salah's been terrible yeah. this, so he's, he's not for the not last finishing. few months. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's not been terrible, but I, for Mo for, Salah standards, yes, yeah. that's what he's I He's still like, been like their best player, probably. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no one on that Liverpool team is playing particularly great right now, so yeah. I don't want to just write yeah. Gakpo's transfer off already. Um, well, who do they bring in to? Uh, who do they bring in to stop Gap? So to stop Gap, specifically Gakpo's spot, they brought in Thorgan Hazard from Bruce Dortmund <laughs> on loan. Actually, this could be a really good move for yeah. PSG. I actually, this, I totally missed this. This is hilarious. Yeah. I think he's a solid player. Yeah, he is. Um, he's 29. And... He got run out of Bar- uh, Borussia, huh? Yeah, it's just kind of not getting any time there right <laughs> yeah, now. So he was a starter for a while. Yeah, I think he could be a very, very big contributor to PSV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice fit for them. Yeah, they also brought in Fabio Silva on loan, which is a little weird because it wasn't what it, he was on. Was it Anderlecht? And that and... wasn't really happening for him. So why would it happen for him at PSV? Yeah, I mean he was playing better at Anderlecht as the year yeah. went on, but still like Wolves have a lot not like great. invested a lot of money in his transfer. So I think they're just like desperately trying to find somewhere where his development can mm-hmm. take a take a leap. Yeah. Um, but it's it's looking a little tough. I mean, he's only twenty and you know, at this stage, like Harry Kane was bouncing around like championship and league one size, not yeah. looking like that impressive. So it's all obviously too early to say that he's like not gonna be a high quality striker at a high level, but we'll have yeah, I don't know. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say about it. Yeah. They also loaned in Patrick Van on halt to replace Philip Max at left back, which 
I think that could be pretty much like for like. And yeah, I think I don't know about their playing styles. But I think in terms of like age pretty like for like. Yeah. Um, I think Philip Max is probably a little better, but Van Anholt is a very solid. It's Frankfurt. Is, it, is there an option? I, I'm pretty sure there is. Why else would they load them? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure there's an option. I just couldn't find the details of it. Oh, okay. Uh, but PSV, they go away to Sevilla, which might be one of the mm-hmm. best matchups they could have had. Who fucking the... knows? Yeah, yeah, who fucking knows what's going to happen in that game? Yeah. Speaking of Sevilla, let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. So Sevilla did a ton of business. Yeah, because, because get it, uh, they were close to the relegation zone and still are. Yeah. Makes um, sense. <laughs> they're currently, I think it was three, two points clear of the relegation zone in... 16th right 18th 17th 16th mm-hmm. them and valencia are the spots right above the relegation zone and it's crazy um yeah. but ps or sevilla not psv just finished talking about them sevilla have one has gatuso been fired yet uh gatuso yeah he's gone good mutual termination dude, yeah. he went and then shit, dude. but no he left like three games ago and they yeah. lost all three yeah <laughs> that club is rotten yeah they're to the right up, now yeah. it's not just gatuso that was they're the problem but he obviously what he was doing he wasn't help. working. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Sevilla three wins of the last four, but they're against the three teams currently in the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. Which is good because that's who they need to compete against right now. Yeah. But also bad because they're not gonna play three teams that bad again for a while. <laughs> um take what they can get. Yeah. So coming into Sevilla was Loike Bade from Ren on loan, Lucas Ocampos on loan, Papagüe on loan. And Brian Heal on loan because they don't have money to spend right now because yeah. they've made bad transfers. Brian Hill is from there. He's from the Sevilla Academy. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I think he, I just don't I think don't Sevilla, know. I don't think it's the right place to loan a player who needs time and consistency. I don't think loaning I mean, him into a relegation battle. Nothing else is working there. Yeah. You know I, mean? I just don't think loaning him into yeah. a relegation battle with a bunch of older players who are pissed off to be there. The team it's is the just, right thing for it's crazy. There's just way too it's the squad per the per player is way too good yeah. to be in that position. Absolutely. It's, it's weird. Insane. It's like with West Ham right now, except with a hugely historic club that's won a million titles of, yeah. in Europe. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um and then some of the outs were more salary purposes, I think, for mm-hmm. these players who were just rotting on the bench, getting paid a lot of money. Adnan Junayas to Bashak here, Thomas Delaney to Hoffenheim. Isco to being a free agent mm-hmm. and Casper Dolberg returned on to Nice. Yeah. They ended his loan, but then he got loaned out to Hoffenheim. Isco so. was about to go to Union, failed his medical. Yeah. I heard, well, it was he didn't fail. They were still interested. Like and then they were him. just like, we're not going to offer you yeah, as right. much. And then, well, there was. I knew Isco was even still a player. I didn't even yeah. know he was like owned by Dude, He was getting linked to yeah, everybody. Yeah. Um, Huge downfall. Some fun off the field news, though. So, good thing for Sevilla is that apparently they developed a new app, <laughs> the transfer tracker app. You want to develop it, yeah? <laughs> Which uh, tracks player transfers throughout their career. It's designed to help Sevilla keep track of all the players that came through their academy, so they can get the mm. solidarity payments. And they've already nice. made 1.1 million off of it. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, let's talk about another Spanish team in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Who didn't have the money? Don't have any money to do anything. <laughs> but they sold Memphis Depay to Atletico and mm-hmm. Hector Bellerin to Sporting. Let's They're... hope. Uh, let's hope that the Depay thing doesn't end up being like another Suarez situation for them. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, because Atletico are in position to like actually challenge, but but yeah, that uh, uh the whole thing with uh with uh suarez ended up being like one of the most was, embarrassing yeah things of their <laughs> of their modern history yeah. as he helped him to a 
a title. Yeah. Um, but Barcelona are playing really well. 10 yeah. game win streak in all competitions, including the Spanish Supercopa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played really eight. well in the Supercopa. I, I said to say, they're like week to week in La Liga. They keep winning. They don't look like a Barcelona team yet. They look yeah. just sort of meh. But in the Spanish league, it's just kind of meh right now. Yeah. Uh, this year. Well, it's not a lot of what's weird a lot about of that too though is that Xavi keeps talking about instilling the Barca DNA and like mm-hmm. what the Barca shirt means and the Barca mentality. Yeah. But then they're not doing that on the field, but it's still getting yeah. them results. So hey Amen. Yeah. They I mean from where they've been the last couple of years, they'll take it right now. Yeah. There's I, work to be done, I think. Mm-hmm. For them to be like a, a real European again. Like yeah. yeah, to be on the level of the other top European team. Yeah. Uh let's stay in the Mediterranean and talk about Roma next, who didn't bring in anyone important except kind of fun move was they brought in Ola Sobakin on free from Bodo Glimt. Sure. But then they couldn't register him for Europe because FFP said, no, 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 that no. player making 250,000 a year that you bought on for free, too expensive. <laughs> you can't do it. That's outrageous. Um, Because Roma still have debt that their old owner took out and that they're like currently fine paying off. Like they're on pace to pay it off, but mm-hmm. I guess only Chelsea are allowed to have their debts forgiven when a new owner comes in. Mm-hmm. So Roma are being punished by FFP again for like the 30th time. And <laughs> um, But going out, uh, Matias Vigna, depth option left for Bournemouth where he'll get more playing time. And Elder Shamordov went to Spezia where he'll get more playing time. That's it. Um, but Roma were all over the news cycle, mostly because Kim Kardashian wore a Roma kit. <laughs> that was the big news. Uh, but... Fun. That was kind of a sign of things to come because Roma went full keeping up with the Kardashians with the Zaniolo <laughs> incidents. Uh, Zaniolo and Roma got into a spat about something, uh, playing time, the fact that he's been dog shit for a year. And he and Mourinho don't see eye to eye on like anything. So Roma were trying to sell and push him out the door. Mourinho doesn't usually see eye to eye with anyone. So. Yeah. Uh, so not surprising. Also, Zaniolo kind of seems like a dick. Yeah. Um, but he wanted out. Roma wanted to sell him. They were looking to sell him. He was like dead set on going to Milan because Milan wanted a right winger. There were Tottenham rumors for a while. Yeah. Um, but Milan didn't want to make a move in January. I think Tottenham decided it wasn't worth it because you guys actually have right wingers who have some talent. We got Dan Juno Juve on loan instead. Yeah. Much better, much better, better business, I think. Yeah, Milan just didn't want to do a permanent move in January. Bournemouth, though. Bournemouth said, we'll pay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you have however desperate. much you want. We're we need so to desperate. stay up in the Premier League. We're so desperate. Um, but Zaniolo said, uh, that's not one. That's one cherry I don't want to pop. <laughs> and uh, he said no to Bournemouth because, well, they're not a good team. No, and they will be relegated, yeah. almost certainly. Um, but he was couldn't find a team to take them on. There were Leeds rumors, Tottenham rumors, Milan rumors. No one was really biting because Roma were like, it has to be now. This needs to be a permanent deal. Mm-hmm. So Zaniolo... Nobody want to pay the release clause. Yeah. Um, but Zaniolo just kind of sat at home, wasn't going to training. Then the Roma Ultra showed up outside his house. Him, <laughs> you better leave. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so that's so menacing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he then decided eventually, like right before deadline day, you know what? I'll go to Bournemouth. I'll play for Bournemouth. And they said, oh... Never mind. We don't want uh, we We filled that spot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so now he's going yeah. to Galatasaray. But they're paying the fee. So. Yeah, they're paying. Well, not even. They're only paying $15 million plus $8 million paying... of easy add-ons. Oh, I thought they were is... paying like almost the... Mm-mm. That's less than what the reported Milan offer was. Oh, awkward. Yeah. Um, he really fucked that up, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he and Roma both 
made mistakes, but I think the blame lies on Zaniolo. He does supposedly have a low release clause for Galatasaray, 35 mm-hmm. million, and rumors that it's going to be lower for certain clubs, notably Milan, because he seemed really desperate to try to go there. But I don't know how many players have had tons of success move to Galatasaray and then had their career bounce back because of that. Yeah, it's not a, um, not a great uh, career path. Um, maybe, Roma, maybe we'll see him in this competition with Galatasaray oh, right, next yeah. year when they not, get knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah, uh, but Roma are playing pretty well. Um, they look good for a Champions League finisher this year. Yeah. Um, we'll and stop. again, they play. Uh, they play Salzburg. Yeah, we'll stay in uh, Italy with Juventus, who also didn't make a ton of moves, but sold Weston McKinney to Leeds because he's American and all Americans must loaned go to him, Leeds. Loaned him. It's a it's an option to buy, right? Yes. It's not a. So. Yeah, it's a loan, to, but I'm pretty sure the loan fees like really high mm-hmm. which basically means you're we'll gonna take the do option it. i think uh, the option is triggered by them staying off mm-hmm. if i remember correctly how are they doing in uh, the league well <laughs> they are currently a mid-table team <laughs> juventus are sitting i think they're 10th right now um because oh no they won yesterday so mm-hmm. yeah moved them up to 10th even on points with monza and empoli behind bologna and udinese because juventus were hit with a 15 point deduction for systemic overrepresentation of player values and transfers. Basically, they were green deals for inflated fees for their players, particularly with youth players, it being like a repetitive thing with their youth players, but then also notably the Artur and Pionic swap, the Joao Cancelo and Danilo swap with Manchester City were pointed to cases where that had happened. So they were hit with the deduction. And a lot of people have been like, oh, but why Juve? Why is why is Syria always punishing Juve? It's always Juve. One, because cheating. they cheat. Yeah. <laughs> so stop cheating cheat and you won't get punished. Yeah. But two, Juve are a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. And there's other accusations against them for paying players under the table, which would be like a huge consumer fraud issue mm-hmm. and defrauding the investors in stock markets. Like that would lead to people going to prison for a long time. Oh, wow. Um, so Syria, well, not Syria, the Italian authorities mm-hmm. undertook the Prisma investigation, look into that. During that, they were wiretapping and checking WhatsApp messages. And yeah, this is old they, news, though. Yeah, it's relatively yeah, old news. Point. So I'm trying to go through it kind yeah. of quickly. Basically, they admitted openly in these calls to overvaluing players and talking about how they were yeah. going to overvalue them, which means that you can prove that they were intentionally doing it. Which is why you can't punch yeah. the other clubs because you don't have so, the proof that it was intentional. So far, uh, Tottenham and Paratici strategy is just to pretend like it didn't happen and not yeah. address it at yeah. all. I, Paratici is smart strategy. It might get banned though. Yeah. So smart strategy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that affects him long term. I would expect a European ban to come at some point because ouch. of this. Um, Are they because they will still one hundred percent be in the top seven? Like they're only four points off seventh. Man, yeah, so. I maybe. No, they will be. I don't know. Torino, like, do you think they can catch Torino? By I think they. Sh- I think they should. They will. I don't think it's guranteed though. They're absolutely. Um, will. But because they haven't been playing super great. Yeah. And no, they, know, they're totally. Gonna plus, play. they might get another points deduction for the paying players oh, under God. the table. That'd thing. be a whole different story. Um, could be a relegation thing as it. well. I don't yeah. know. I mean, 2.50. That that's worse than this. So we're talking mm-hmm. about even more points, and that would put them in the relegation zone mm-hmm. if it's another fifteen. Um, but anyway, they're playing not great, but like fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing like Juve have been. Um, but they played Nantes at home first. That should be they what a win without the deduction. They'd have what forty one points and be in be in third third. So yeah, like they're okay. Yeah, they're fine. The, yeah. Um, um, another big team, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. They brought in Foot Veghorst, Marcel Sabitzer, and Jack Butland. When was the last time do you think United had a lone player from Burnley? 
I don't know if they ever have. It's pretty great. Uh, um, yeah, but I would still technically own own Bug Burnley. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, Sebi too. I think that could be that's going to be a good loan for them. It's a solid piece. Yeah, especially because Ericsson is out until late April. Yeah, because of uh, who was it that hurt him? I don't know. He's it's only in practice. Whatever. No, it was in the it was in the FA Cup, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, like the Maybe last he got stepped second. on or something. Yeah. Um, hurt his ankle. Dubrovka, yeah. he went back to Newcastle, which is why Butler yeah. came in to be the backup. They've been in good form. Um, had a little blip against Palace and Arsenal, but comfortably third place right now in the yep. Premier League. They look and solid. That's they... going to be the game of the you know we're, game we're all looking forward to. Mm-hmm. United Barcelona. Um, and let's wrap it up with the German teams. Yeah. Bayer Leverkusen uh, brought in some kids and a backup goalie. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> um, kids. They had a good little run to get close to the European spots. Back-to-back losses have sent them back down to the mid-table, but mm-hmm. they're okay. They play Monaco at home. And then Union Berlin had a really interesting transfer window, I thought. They brought in Josip Juranovic from Celtic fun. for $8.5 million. I thought that was a big fee. Well, he's him, really good in Celtic, yeah. yeah. He's really good. Um, they did that. That's them like splash being maybe being able to splash a little extra cash with some of this European money they're starting to collect. Yeah, and some of the sales they've had have yeah. been good. Um, I thought it was interesting though because they sold Julian Ryerson to mm-hmm. Dortmund, so I thought, oh, they're going to replace him with a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. Go and spend almost twice yeah. that fee to bring in a maybe guy who should be better. But slight change of policy now that they're literally in a title race. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, that they're not just sort of like cheapening it up. Mm-hmm. Um. They- they have a little more flexibility. Yeah, again, the East Coast thing. Yeah, that fell through. That was weird. Supposedly medical issues, and yeah. Union saw that and said, "Who needs them now?" Won't. Yeah, I don't think they don't really need them. Yeah, them. they're still good. They're like in the second fish. by one point. Yeah, they also Which brought in Laiduni, as we mentioned from Frank Barros. It'll be really interesting to see how he fits in because mm-hmm. has kind of a ton of playtime. But that covers it for the Europa League teams. We'll do in-depth coverage of like the matchups themselves. Yeah, well, uh, on Monday, we're going to have the Europa League thing up. Okay. Um, And Tuesday, we'll put up the Conference League. Yeah. Or Tuesday and Wednesday rather than Monday, Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday. One yeah, of those two. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll figure it out. One of those two. We'll tweet about it. Yeah. Follow us on social media. Woohoo! All right. Conference um, League will be a little quicker because these are a lot of smaller teams. The players matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of smaller teams, a lot of big moves. I hope it's quicker. Um, so Jur Gardens will start there up in Sweden. As far let's spend a couple, let's spend a good five ten minutes on uh, the sixteen year old they bought. Yeah, um, <laughs> Lucas Bergvall from Bruma Karna. They brought like five guys from that one club, and I, I want to know what's going on. Uh, but the big out is Ekdal goes to Burnley. Mm. I think they, I think he's going to be great for them. Yeah, that's a nice, will... that's a smart little signing. Burnley is pretty fucking awesome right now. If, you get, yeah. if nobody's watched them, they're going to be in the Premier League next year, playing under Vincent Company in a completely different style. We could have a Dyche versus Company, Company. Burnley Ooh. versus Everton, complete opposite styles in the yeah. Premier League next year. Oh, that'd be fun. Be wild. Yeah, that's their big out. They're still in the winter break. Nothing to say. Yeah. about them other than that, except attack them because their defense is yeah. going to be bad now. Bratislava, they lost uh, the one guy to Frank Fados. Yeah. A couple loans in, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, throughout the team. Um, mm-hmm. They are, you know, top of the league, running away with it. Not running away with it, but they in the end, uh, Strata, are like way away from everyone else. Uh, Sivaspor, relatively quiet, which I think is bad for them. I think they needed to make some moves. Well, yeah, they're just not very good. So. Yeah, they're just not very good. <laughs> they needed to revamp that squad, and I don't think they yeah. did that. Uh, Bashak Shahir. They were a little busier. They brought in Junaez from Sevilla. 
brought in Wu from China on a free. Woo! Woo! Uh, brought in Karzev from Maccabi Netanya. So just kind of the spine of the team right there, bringing in a defensive midfielder and a center back. But that's because they lost Yusuf and Dea Shimie to Nice, which is a huge loss for them. 11.5 million. Nice, nice chunky fee. He was probably their best player, so it would be tough to recover that. But it seems like they think Wu is going to be a really good player. So that could be another, you know, a good signing for them. Um, up and down form, fighting for top three. Mm. Villarreal, they obviously sold Ruli to Ajax. I think that was just good business from them. And Dan Juma to Spurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to say anything about that as a Spurs fan or what you think. I mean, no, he's a nice fifth option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spurs really have a plethora of depth that the wings. Yeah, we got out. some good fucking attacking players. Yeah. Um, yeah, Villarreal. Not in their best couple of weeks here for league mm-hmm. form. Um, I, I guess I, I don't really know what to think of Setien, like because of his, you know, his excellent pre Barcelona career and his Barcelona career, yeah. which was sort of a disaster. Yeah. Um, for Barcelona standards, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of him. I thought he could be a good fit, but I, it doesn't seem like they're gelling that much. Um, and yeah. like with the squad they had at the start of the year, I picked him to finish top four. Just because I yeah. thought they had that quality. So, um, yeah. And they just lost to Elche. Yeah. Elche's first win of the season yeah. came against Villarreal. Yeah. So they needed, they need, yeah. Interesting that they didn't bring anybody in, but they did spend a lot of money this summer. So, yeah. I'm not surprised. Just a matter of getting their shit together. I think they would be happy making the Europa League again. And because mm-hmm. that's one spot up from where they were they last year. They just got year. back into their revamped stadium. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, revenue is probably a little better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about every time I watch them, I'm just like a little disappointed. Underwhelmed. Yeah. Because it's either their offense isn't finishing or their defense is just super porous or feels like they've never been like a complete team this year, mm. uh, under both managers as well. But we'll see. Let's move up to AZ in the Netherlands. They were busy. They sold a player to Bronby who was young and wasn't really playing for him, but they brought in, I think the big move is Jordi Mihailovic from mm. Montreal. It's nice. 24-year-old. I think mm-hmm. he's about to enter his prime and could. It might be too big of a step going. Solid to... fee, too. The yeah. Six million. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the step up going to Azed from the MLS, but I think he'll be a very solid player. But it, it remains to be seen. I, I'm just optimistic about MLS players. I love when they get big fees for MLS players. What about Australian players? Not as high on Australian players. Even if they're Australian legend, Matthew Ryan? I think he's a solid player. 500,000 for him, I think. He had a good World Cup, which means he was suddenly valuable again. Yeah. I don't think 500,000 is a crazy fee for him. They have a new goalkeeper exciting. They're in a title race. They're only, they're barely out. They were in first for a while. Yeah, they just dropped back to back Mm -hmm. uh, points. So they're sitting in second now, but Mm -hmm. yeah, very much in the title race there. Yeah. Nice had a nice window. Mostly because Andy ah. Delort left. Ah. And I am very anti-Andy Delort, if you haven't picked you're up anti, on it. <laughs> you're anti-Delort. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, but Nice, we talked about them bringing in India Shimie. They also brought in Terra Mofi from Lorient, who has been exceptional. And I think it's the first two games yeah. for them. Just Lorient are having a good we're having a good season too. They're in like yeah. seventh or something. What I found out, I was listening to a podcast about this. Mofi and Delort had played together before Delort moved to Nice. Mm. And Mofi almost benched Delort there. Oh, as a youngster? Yeah, so now that he's playing, now he's kind of no, he benched him again. Yeah, he him, sold yeah. him. Yeah, so he got him sold. Yeah. 
uh, or loaned. Yeah. Um, but Nice are another team in France that are using a manager who they can't use. What? They have an interim manager, Didier Degard, who does uh, not have his badges. <laughs> so he's he and Will still at Reims are both don't have the proper license and badges to be managing, so they're going to have to start paying fines. That's hilarious. For every game he manages, they've been yeah. so good under him. They beat Lille, Lyon, Marseille, back That's to back to back, three top teams. Yeah. Like, I think it took him fucking long enough to let go of uh, let Dov. go of Bob. Uh, Dude, he's been he was, he was awful, 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 and he was pretty bad at the end of his Dorman run too. Yeah. And we knew like. Wonder what you could watch it every game. You're like these guys suck. Yeah, it was predictable. You could we watched. I think after the first game we yeah. watched when Fab was their manager, we we're like, wow, this is not gonna yeah. work. And you could tell like they were so much more fun under Galtier last year. It was a shame. Yeah, um, but uh, shame that was always destined to fail. And it, yeah, I think they waited a little too long to pull the court on that. Could have fought their way back yeah. up into like the championship. They're weirdly race, like but... not even out of the Europe yeah. yet. I mean, yeah, that's I the think thing they... in France. I think they could have fought their way in the Champions League race if they maybe yeah, probably. got five sooner because there's a lot of talent on that team. What but... year did they get the fourth team in the Champions League qualification? Is that now? France? Yeah. I don't know when that is. I think it's, I don't know. Because there's still... that when the league change? Was that when it changes? And... I think it's when the format oh. changes. Anyway. But, yeah, they're still on three. So the two go to the group station and one to qualifiers. Yeah, one team that definitely won't be in the Champions League next year is West Ham. Could be in the championship. <laughs> could be in the championship. They're still really struggling wildly yeah. down at the despite having a ridiculous squad right now it's best squad on paper west ham has had in re, as long as i can oh, remember it's so long they have so many good players yeah and they brought in danny ings for a third like late 20s early 30s striker who is underperforming yeah skamaka's <laughs> injured yeah and i think skamaka will be good for them antonio was so good last year but he hasn't put a lot of goals in this year yeah so it's just a little cover i think mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. since since uh Villa was preferring Ollie Watkins, um, younger and a little more variable in what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let go of Craig Dawson. Wow, cool. what a great move. Uh, brought in a center back from Brazil to replace yeah. him. Egward's been good, fun. Yeah, good. He had like the tackle of the year in the league. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's the last team on a buy. So in the knockout playoffs, the Copo, if you will, the Copo, the Copo, uh, the Trabs on Spore, they didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> they will play Basel. <laughs> yeah, where are they in the league? They're just like upper mid table right now. They're still oh, a really? bit away from the Europe European places. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What happened to them? They were like not been great. Man, I haven't checked Turkey in a while. Yeah, uh, Turkish league's been having some upheaval this year, and part of that's Galatasaray right? just reasserting themselves and saying we're back where we belong. But that's just every year in the Turkish yeah. league. Harbug did a lot of business, mostly because they had a lot of money from selling Caddy Borges to Krasnodar for two million. Ooh. Also sold Wusu to Frank Barros, like we mentioned. Brought in some free agents, uh, a kid from Albania for five hundred fifty thousand. So mm-hmm. they must see a lot in him. But you know they're still undefeated. But they have their big game against Saba coming up on Saturday, which will determine whether they run away with the title or have to fight for the title. Mm, and then another big game against Ghent the following yeah. week. And they host Ghent first. How exciting! Ghent, who brought in, they got a gift this transfer window. Oh, that's nice. With the last name of Emmanuel Orban. Gift Emmanuel Orban. Oh, yeah. how sweet. $3.5 million for a 20-year-old striker. It's an expensive gift. That is. Um, one way out of my price range. Yeah, I'd say so. I also brought in a Piakowski, as we mentioned, on loan from Salzburg. And that's because they sold Andreas Hanch Olsen to Mainz for $2.5 million. They're yeah. They're in fifth right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not where they want to be, but... They can get back up into... They just have to be in that top four. They just have to be in the top four. 
and Carbug obviously will host mm-hmm. them in the first game. Basel. Basel did not do anything, but cool. they're they're bad. really bad right now. They're really bad. They probably should have done something. Yeah, uh, they're only one point from their last four games and currently sit only three points off a of bottom of the Swiss League. Uh, yeah, Traps and Sport might be looking forward to this tie. Yeah, uh, I would definitely favor Traps and Sport in that, especially with that ridiculous home atmosphere they have. Yeah, in Turkey, Cluj up next. They did some small moves, uh, but notably, Ermal Kaznicki from Balkani. Balkani. He was pretty. So impressive. glad we're not done talking about Balkani. I know. I thought we were, but you cannot uh, stay away from. What is this other team? Jagiello. They were. They're Polish. Okay. Cool. Come on, you should know that, Max. What about Norkoping? I, I assume Scandinavian of some sort. <laughs> what a collection of yeah. They sold a player, Norkoping, Nork to Norkoping. What a name too. Yeah. Um, Vito Hammershoy Mistrati to Norkoping. Yeah. If you're looking for a good, I think that's, is that. I bet that's Norwegian. Yeah, that would be my guess. It's got to be Norwegian or Finnish. Yeah. It's not Swedish. Yeah. We know our Swedish. Um, they just lost a tough game to. South oh, Korea. it is Swedish. God damn it. <laughs> I F K. I spoke too North soon. Ping. North ping. I spoke too soon. This is why we need to add back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, the title race in Romania is pretty good, though. If anyone needs a game to check out, any clues or stop Bucharest games, mm. everything's important to them right now. Uh, but also important is that they have to go to play Lazio to Stadio Olimpico. Could be tough in the first game of the knockout playoff. Lazio's round. in. Uh... Okay, for yeah, lots of being pretty. I'm good not sure how much is them and how much is that nobody else. And yeah, every... Syria in the top four race is playing well. Yeah, so. they're in good form, but their last two Syria games were draws to Fiorentina and yeah. Las Verona. That's what I mean. Like, um, they're not that good. <laughs> yeah, nobody outside of Napoli seems to be in any form in Syria. Yeah, they have somehow. drawn a lot of games. Yeah, Napoli yeah. like to draw. Napoli Roma has, is like the worst team to be in third ever. Yeah, yeah. but like they're all it's weird because they're all good, there's all talent on all these teams, yeah. but they're just. So inconsistent as yeah. teams. I really like, feel like Atalanta should should needs to take their chance. That, that we're getting yeah. that at the point. We're talking about Lazio. What yeah. did they do? Lazio defend well. They have the second best defense in Syria. Wow. What um, did they do in the transfer window? They didn't do much. Cool. They Let's loaned in Luca Pellegrini. Luz is going to be fun for them. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina were busier. Um, they finalized. But no, no Arambach. Departure, no Amrabat departure, which surprised me. I thought now the value's the never been higher. May yeah. never be higher. I thought now is the time to capitalize on this that. Summer is probably similar. They yeah. probably get a nice chunk, especially of if he plays well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the team hasn't been. Their form is kind of like really bad. Hush, hush, bad. They've dropped to yeah. twelfth. Really, they're kind of closer to the relegation than they are yeah. Europe right now. No wins in the last four. Yeah, uh, but is they are Italiano in trouble. I don't think so. Really? No. Unless they actually mm-hmm. get dragged into a relegation battle, but with how bad. The bottom three have been. I think they'll mm-hmm. be fine. Um, they're also in a Copa semifinal, so that'll help keep Italiano there. Um, did they do anything interesting? Yeah, I think they did. They brought in Sirigu to be the backup goalkeeper, so we might see him in the Conference League. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finalized a Barak deal, which is good. And then they brought in Bracalo from Wolfsburg for 1.5 to be mm-hmm. an option on the left wing because Sotil is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sold Yusuf Mela, which I don't like. I like him. I think he has a lot of potential, even though he's 24. Like, I think if he goes to Lecce and plays, I think he'd be really good for Lecce. They sold him to milk. Yep. They're milking him for all his work. Nothing. What did they sell him for? I don't know. It was a question mark. Contrasting mark. Um, And they loaned. Why didn't you put question mark? They loaned Zirkowski. 
to Spezia because he Don't wasn't who that is. He yeah. wasn't going to play for Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, but just kind of you know some yeah. things trimming the fat around the edges. Well, um, it looks like looks like uh, Braga had a busy window. Yes, they did. So I think they made one of the biggest sales of the window, selling Bettina mm-hmm. to Marseille. This twenty-two-year-old striker goes for thirty-two million. It's a lot. It's a lot. And Marseille throwing around some money. Mm. Like they have going to build a good team there, I think. And, uh, you think that, the but they're always team. such a mess. You never, yeah. know. You never yeah. really they know. They could sell Marseille. everybody over the summer yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> they were about to stage a walkout on their manager before the season even started another in seconds. Yeah. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. um, Braga also sold Bruno Viana to Cortiba, which isn't that big a deal, but no, I don't know. Um, none of their ins really strike me as important. Like Bruno, we mentioned, it's just weird whatever's going on there. Yeah, the young um, Joe Mendez might be interesting. He's yeah, young right back. Whenever you see like the age, like yeah. that, they're... going to to a team like Braga, yeah. you have to think yeah. that should mm-hmm. be a good move. But I don't know if he's ready yet, just because mm-hmm. he hasn't played. He's trying to get rid of Diego Linus. Apparently, apparently mm. they tried to cut that loan. Short. Yeah, Diego Linus has had a tough like two years for development here. Yeah, um, still sh- feel he should have been on the Mexican team of the World Cup. I think that was a mistake. Yeah, uh, they uh, they get smacked by Sporting. To start Back February, Sporting. <laughs> uh, but Sporting are pretty good right now, so I don't yeah. think it's that big an issue. They and Fiorentina will be probably the tie of the round for the mm-hmm. Conference League. Yeah. I think um, good one, toss up. Yeah, Bodo Bodo Blimps. Blimps. They are currently in their big summer break because yeah. it's yeah. a summer league, so it's their second. Break uh, yeah, it's, this is their off season transfer. Yes, uh, they finished second. Mm-hmm. Disappointing for them. Yeah, they yeah. won the two years before. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I know nothing about the guys they brought in. You don't know anything about uh, Adam Sorensen, who arrived from Lingbit. Lingby. Sorry, that's a typo. Lingbit. Lingby. Um, they did pay a million. These look like so. mostly Scandinavian moves, so yeah. kind of hard to tell. But you know, if Voto Glimt is interested in them, there it's probably a good sign. Probably a good sign. So, yeah. We'll look out for them in yeah. the future. Um, they did have some big departures. Joel Mubuka to Lorient for five point five. It's a nice fee for them. Ola Sobakin to Roma. And Marius Hoybraten to Arawa Reds in Japan. Sure. In Japan. He's 28, which by Bodo standards is like 38. So yeah, get so, rid of him. Yeah. Um, the other so. two will likely just come back to Bodo on a free in two years because that seems to be what all their former players do. Um, uh, and they play Lech Poznan. Who brought in Dominique Holek to be their new goalie from among Sparta Prague. Isn't that fun? They're third in the league, which just restarted. Nice. Hasn't. Uh, they were so they're one of my favorite conference league teams so far yeah um so hopefully hopefully that i'm glad they didn't lose anybody um uh prominent so hopefully that's a decent tie um if that's a good hipster conference league tie right there you know what i mean like that's one if you're if you're if you're like next level Mm -hmm. that's the one you should pay it that's one you should pay attention to yeah um right ak lenarka is up next they brought in some older players i think just complement the squad because they love being old yeah, in Cyprus. I love being old in Cyprus. Oldest league, I believe. Is it really? I believe so. I believe I saw that stat. At least over the summer, it was. Well, that's fun. They just beat Applewell and have won four on the bounce, so they'll be feeling good when they take the on Dnipro, who brought in four players of note. Um, biggest one, one from MLS. Yeah, that was the one I was going to highlight. <laughs> Ronald Matarita from MLS, Costa Rican player. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun to see if he can make it there. Their league hasn't restarted yet, so I don't have is much this, to say. So is this guy Peglo, is he from Internacional as in, like, Brazil? Yes. Or Inter? Okay. Brazil, Brazil. Internacionale. Yeah. Yeah, there's no E at the end, so. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, they play Monarca. Their league hasn't restarted yet, uh-huh. so that could be a hindrance when they take them on. But who knows? Who knows? We said that about Sheriff last year and didn't happen. Mm. So, or photo too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sheriff Tiraspol brought in. Speaking of Sheriff Tiraspol, are next. They brought in Michael Lopez. What is AC Awalu? I don't know. <laughs> what is that club? So. I want. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I want to say they were French, <laughs> but I don't know. AC Olu. Uh, Finland. Finland. There we go. We uh, got a Finnish club. Their logo looks a lot like Bordeaux. It looks really fake. It yeah. looks like looks like looks like a generic logo on FIFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does for FM. Yeah. Um. Uh, no notable departures. Their league's also not back. So, but they dominate the league every year yeah. anyway. It doesn't matter. They're playing Partizan, who. Also, didn't do any moves with players that we recognized. Andreas Colorado from Colorado Lua is their big get, their main get. He's on loan, defensive midfielder. DMs. Um, they won their first game back, but they're losing. DMs. Hit us up in the DMs. Hit up Andres Colorado in his in his DMs. DMs. All right, yeah, they play Sheriff. Uh, it's they're going to Sheriff first or whatever Tiraspol. Going to Tiraspol. They're going to Tiraspol. They're going to Transnistria slash Moldova. Moldova. Yeah. I don't Uh, want to get too political. No, 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 no. No no comments. All right. Next up, Ludogorets. They were busy. Uh, They brought in four players. Lord almighty. Yeah. Part of that was because they sold Cowley, attacking midfielder. They sold him to Bahia in which probably definitely not how you pronounce it because they're in Brazil. And I don't think Brazilians do a (laughs) on H. Yeah. Um, they also sold Cicino. I wanted to do it Italian with the CIs, but I don't know how to pronounce that. What's the big city in Bahia? Um, no, no. Uh, continue. Okay, so they sold him and Cowley both to Bahia, combined total of about two and a half. Interesting. And in return, they brought in Ray Nascimento on a free, technically uh-huh. from Bahia. He's a left winger. Weird. You don't see trades very often. In, yeah, and in, this is in a, world football. This is essentially a trade. They get one player for two players and two and a half. Yeah, very strange. Mm-hmm. And Franco, half consideration. Yeah, Franco Russo came in from Mallorca for nine hundred thousand mm. center back. Pipa from Olympiacos for six hundred thousand mm. right back, and then Dennis Almeida came in from Royal Antwerp on a free, I believe, and he's another center back. So really a focus on defense. It's a lot of solidifying uh, the back line. It's a lot of things. Yeah, uh, they take on Anderlecht, who is we... Stuck. Yep. Uh, they're currently in 10th in the Belgian League, uh, really struggling. Yeah, they thought Vincent Company was the problem. Yeah. Turns, Turns out, out he's the solution. <laughs> I thought Vincent Company was the problem. Yeah. I was wrong. We were dead wrong about Vincent yeah. Company. To fix all their problems, though, they brought in Anders Dreyer from Michigan, like we said. 4.2 million. They also brought in Islam Slimani from Brest on a free because... You know, the answer to everything is a 34-year-old who's failing oh, at the club. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> a 34-year-old breast is the answer to everything. 34-year-old breast. Uh, but leaving the club. You know what? Anderlecht we... just felt the need to convert. To... Yeah. It's <laughs> a bad joke. Oh, man. We are struggling. It's a bad joke. Really bad joke. It's a bad ending to the podcast. It's a really bad joke. Well, the conference league be that way, you know? Yeah. Um, They did make some major sales. They sold Wesley Hoot to Watford. Wait, say that again? Wesley Hoot. Hoot. I cannot pronounce his name. It's impossible for me. I think it's just Hoot. 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 I mean, is he Dutch? Or is he Belgian? What is he? I think he's Dutch, right? Yeah. Hoot. Yeah, he's bad. I don't know what the T does. Yeah, he's Dutch. Hoot. I mean, O uses Hoot. 
Oud, probably just Oud. 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 He's not good. Cool. That's my <laughs> that's my stance. But they got two million for him to give him to Watford. Nice. Um, they also sold uh, Anwar Ait El Haj to Gank for two million. The sixteen-year-old is interesting. Yeah, I was gonna was about to get to that sixteen-year-old Julian Durenville to Dortmund for eight and a half million. You don't really see that for sixteen-year-olds so often. This is like, unless they're uh, Endrick. Yeah, this is like me when I scout on FM and put the 15 to 17 five-star potential and then yeah. I just pay whatever the club yeah. wants. Uh, this reminds me of an FM deal, but he's going to Dortmund, so he'll obviously become, so it'll be flipped for a lot. It'll yeah. become incredible. Yeah, that's it's a very interesting one. Yeah. Um, they also had the Fabio Silva thing. That experiment ended as he is now at PSV. Mm. Uh, so that kind of wraps it up. Max, before we end... I want to get it's a super cute picture of a beer. Oh, yeah, he's he's adorable. So young. <laughs> yeah. Before he's gonna we... be the next star Belgian player in five years. He's the next Jeremy Doku, probably. Dokes. Uh before we end, I want to get your predictions. I want you to pick a winner for the Europa League and for the conference league. Who do you think is gonna take home the trophies this year? Oh, okay. I think oh god. I really don't want to say Arsenal are gonna win the Europa League. I think Arsenal are the most likely to win the Europa League. I instead, I'm going to pick. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick instead of Arsenal, who I think will win. <laughs> I'm going to pick. Real Sociedad. Okay. Oh, that was one of the ones I was thinking of. Too. I like them as a dark horse. Yeah. Because sometimes in the last couple of years. The obvious hasn't happened in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um Villarreal and, and Frankfurt. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stick with that trend. No, I like that choice. Um my mind went to Arsenal and Barcelona first because mm-hmm. I think they're the two best teams in this competition right now. Definitely. And but I'm also worried about them being in title fights. And like yeah. they would prioritize winning the league title. For sure. Or winning the Europa League. So that is why my mind went to Juventus mm. next. Because they will likely be out of Europe, mm-hmm. right? Potentially out of all European competition qualification spots. Mm-hmm. Right? This being winning the Europa League could be their best path to the Champions League. Indeed. But then I thought, oh, what if they get a European ban and they say, ah, oh, screw it. Who cares anymore? Right. Uh, so I have fallen all the way back and I actually am going to agree with you and say, Real Sociedad. Yeah. So went to my fourth option before yeah, I settled yeah. on one. The Conference I, League. In the Conference I think we're both going to have the same one too. You do? Mm-hmm. Lazio. Lazio? I just never I'm trust Lazio. Lazio. I never trust Lazio. I don't Lazio either, but it's Europe. the conference league. It doesn't count. I think, I'm think i thinking Braga. Braga, I was going to say, if is my Sociedad dark horse yeah. in the conference league. I'm I'm sticking with Lazio for this one. I think West Ham also has a chance just because mm-hmm. of the squad they also, have. Also, it would be hilarious if West Ham get relegated and win the conference league. It would be objectively funny. Yeah. It's um, obviously their best path into Europe at this point. Yeah. Uh, which isn't the least of their concerns right now, but... Mm-hmm. Um, my concern with Braga is that they have Fiorentina yeah. first. Like, that's just a tough team to yeah. get matched up with. If they get through, round. yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of... I don't think there's a lot of real contenders in the conference league, yeah. given think... the quality of the top end mm-hmm. teams. Villarreal here. and Nice, I think, are obviously... Villarreal and Nice in the conversation, for sure. Especially with the way Nice look with that new manager balance yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, but we'll just have to see if There's, like, holds. only five or six teams that could win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. AZ, maybe. AZ, I don't I think... think... I don't think they... I mean, they could make a run. Yeah, I'm looking at... Lazio, Villarreal, Nice, and Braga to me are like the four favorites. And then West Ham, Fiorentina, and Azed are kind of like the 
I mean, next yeah. group out, maybe. Like, I think West Ham are better than those other two teams. I don't think they're in their own necessarily tier. better than. It's their squad Fiorentina. is so much better. I don't know if that's know. true. Like with how it is right now, player for player, it's a lot better. I mm. think. Maybe I don't um, think West Ham's defense can come close to Fiorentina's right now. Like Fiorentina have a really talented defense, and West Ham's been yeah rocky to say the least. everything about West Ham's been rocky though this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, West Ham should be better than they are. That's yeah. They're not even hope. really. I don't know. We are watching them is weird because it's like they don't even they don't look like that disaster. They just they're just getting not good results. Yeah, I don't know how it's possible. <laughs> I think they've been a little unlucky too. But yeah, the stats show they they've actually been better on XG. Yeah, they should this be this year than they were probably. last yeah. year. They should be mid table probably. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Yeah. Beside the point. This is not a we'll West see what Ham happens. Exclusive podcast. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Hopefully we recapped everything. I think we definitely did. I think we it's talked probably about probably more than you ever wanted to know. Yeah, you can skip around clubs you want. I'm not gonna put it in time codes. Yeah. <laughs> Max Sorry. Ever. Sorry. So thanks for thanks for joining us. If you want to stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We tweet a lot now. We've gotten better yeah, at we're it. Big tweeters. We Instagram every once in a while. Big tweeters. Uh follow us social. Leave us if you like this episode, give it a like. Smash that a, subscribe. Give it a rating. Smash subscribe. that bell. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Well, we're not on YouTube. I don't think it's a bell on <laughs> Spotify or, or iTunes. Uh, I don't know how any of that stuff works. But follow us. Smash that bell. Social media. Give us a like on Instagram. Uh, rate us on Spotify. Write it. DM us a picture of your penis. Uh, whatever whatever it is that you that you feel you need to do to show your support. What if our listeners don't have a penis, Max? Uh, then find one. <laughs> Do you have a picture of a penis to us? Yeah. That'll help our uh, our algorithm get us more followers, yeah, too. Yeah, so. I agree. Right. That's most of TikTok anyway, except for, except for breasts. DMing penises? Is that how you think TikTok works? No, it's just mostly breasts. Okay. So maybe Instagram should just be penis. <laughs> what part of TikTok you... <laughs> that's it. That's all, that's all our TikTok is. I can't get away from the breasts. I just want some soccer, damn it. No, you like one stod breast. <laughs> yeah. It's just suddenly breasts It's all breasts. Uh, until next time, uh, cheers to Lucy and Bob. Yeah, cheers to the former gaffer. Ah. Uh-huh.